from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, the Gimmick Table, always bringing the heat, here they are, the Brothers of the D. Welcome back to the Gimmick Table. We are the Brothers of the D. I'm Big Ben Brewer. I'm the Dan Brewer. Let's bring the heat. We've got a lot to talk about after the aftermath of Fastlane. Let's get right into it. Starting it off, Charlotte versus Becky. Becky wins. She's in the main event at WrestleMania. So Becky won. Yeah, I'm, we're not surprised Becky won. I just think it was yeah, we, more of yeah. how is she going to win? How are they going to make her win? You know, is there's going to be a way where Charlotte gets counted out because Ronda interferes? Is Ronda just going to interfere in the match and get Charlotte disqualified? Is it going to be no contest? So they say, okay, we're going to throw Becky in it because she didn't lose, you know, whatever. And they just... Ronda Rousey came running down, punches Becky Lynch. No. Yeah. She punched let's, Becky Lynch. In let's the... go back to what happened in the match. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Charlotte completely dominated the match. Yeah, she was working the knee. Working the knee. And Becky uh, really sold the injuries. Becky was working it. Becky was on top of her game uh, at fast lane. She sold that and sold that knee. Um, she actually um, sold the knee. Charlotte worked it over, put her in a figure four, tried to get her in a figure eight. Becky kept blocking it. I mean, it was back and forth. It was a very entertaining match. You know, Becky had a uh, run where she got her offense in. She got her offense in, and but Becky sold a lot, and which was great, and that's what she needed to do because she, you definitely built her up as she's got the knee injury thing going. You know, with the with Ronda, what she did on uh, Raw uh, that week leading up to Fast Lane, we put her in the in, in the in her arm bar, and so she had a the arm. The ribs were uh, basically Ronda just pounded Becky Lynch on Raw uh, with a ton of body shots. So they, you know, they sold the thing where you know it's got she got the arms sore, the ribs are banged up, and of course the knee. And and it, you know there was a great match. They, you know uh, Becky uh, did her thing that night. Uh, and you're right, Charlotte had her in the figure four. Uh, Becky kept blocking to turn it into the figure eight. Yeah. And Charlotte was going for the figure eight again, and that's that's when, when Ronda, Ronda King came him out and punched Becky, and uh, just stood in the ring like, okay, called him and leaned up the ring lengths and kind of like blowing Charlotte. And Charles Robinson was the referee, and he finally said, "What are you doing to Ronda?" And he's like, rings the bell and calls the calls the announcer over and says, uh, "The winner of this match is uh, by disqualification, uh, Becky Lynch," and that's how it is, and. Uh, Becky's smiling, laying on the mat, leaned up against the bottom turnbuckle, and and the queen, uh, the evil queen, uh, standing there with a big old sulking look on her face, like she's ready to gonna pounce on somebody. And Ronda's standing there, looking like, yeah, that's what I just did. Yep. And uh, so it sets up the triple threat match at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. And again, like I said in our last uh, podcast, Becky really really needs to go over and beat Ronda. But I really think they're going to have her... Vince I, is going to have her... I, I really believe Vince is going to have her pin Charlotte, which she needs to make Ronda tap out. Yeah, we'll talk about Ronda more, but Ronda's definitely... We all know she's turned heel. She's, uh, you know, screw the man and damn the woo, or damn the man, screw the woo, whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, talking bad about the WWE Universe and 
So we know, you know, and we all know speculation is that Ronda Rousey is going to be leaving the company for a little while, taking a little some time off after WrestleMania. So we know how she's going to drop the title, but we just don't know how they're going to do it. Exactly. But and as the way things are going now in WWE, it'll go down to the last minute or Vince McMahon will change things right at the last minute and shock everybody and throw everybody into a loop that creative and and uh so uh yeah so uh it's a triple threat match at wrestlemania for the raw women's championship no one's surprised that's the way it should be that's the way it should be that's the way you've been building it up after you kind of screwed the thing and you build it back up to where it is the triple threat match so and that's the way it should be the next i want to kind of take a part on how our format's listed here but kofi kingston was trying to get in that match for the Daniel Bryan Kevin Owens match as a triple threat match. Correct. Biggie and Xavier Rhodes broke into McMahon's office and said. After Kofi's been standing out there for an hour because they told him, because uh, Biggie and Xavier were wrestling on the pre show. And, the kickoff show, and, and they said we need to see Kofi. Kofi needs to be seen. The McMahon's would like Vince would like to see him. Mr. McMahon would like to see him in his office, and Kofi must have been standing outside the office for. And over an hour because Biggie and Xavier followed him and he said, "We, well, what are you still waiting? You still?" He goes, "I'm still waiting." And they go, "That's been over an hour ago since they told you that you need to be met with them." And so they busted in the doors and Vince said, "Yes, there will be a triple threat match for the WWE Championship." And by the way, Kofi, your match is next. You better get in the ring. And then the announcer was getting ready to say, "This is the." You know, world title match, yes. and then a producer at ringside walked said over no. and said, "No, oh, that match is going to be later on. This match is a handicap match. match. They put Kofi in a handicap match with the bar, and the bar did what Vince wanted them to do, just and destroyed just Kofi. destroyed him and worked him over. And just another one thing that they you know, be screwing Kofi. It just continues the underdog story that they have going on. That, yeah, the Kofi Kofi mania is still." Uh, the fans are still behind Kofi, and uh, so they're continuing on the underdog Kofi Kingston uh, into uh, WrestleMania. So getting to the world title match, Kevin Owens comes out, Daniel Bryan comes out. Now and they said, oh! This is a triple threat match. This is a triple threat match. And your third contestant is Mustafa Ali. Who hasn't wrestled since Royal Rumble? He hasn't what? If you remember, he got pulled from Elimination Chamber. Because he suffered a concussion. At, at a live event. And yes. Kofi took his place, went through the gauntlet, the gauntlet match, to, to and got into yes. Elimination Chamber. You're right. So, they brought Mustafa Lee in there. It was a great match. Yes. Because you have Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan are two of the best yeah. in the ring. Mustafa Lee is young, up and coming. They had three of them put on a good match. Right. I see why Mustafa Ali was added to the match because they didn't want Kevin Owens doing the job to Daniel Bryan. Right, so Daniel Bryan wound up pinning Mustafa, Mustafa Ali to retain the WWE Championship. And that did two things. That made Daniel Bryan look like the big champion. And it also did not put... Any hurt to the run of Kevin Owens? The return, it looks like, the return run of Kevin Owens, because it looks it like looks it's, like they're really going to push Owens in that babyface role. Yes. So keeping him strong was definitely the plan there by adding Mustafa Ali. Right. 
But it was a good match. It was a great. It was a good match. It was an entertaining match. You know, I'm not not been a very big Daniel there, Bryan fan. There but weren't many good matches on this card. But it was, this was one. It, yeah, this was definitely it was an entertaining match. Well, entertaining, I guess you would say. No, it, the it, final it, match of the that wasn't even the final match of the evening. It was one of the that was Dom matches. the main event. But you know, now the WWE is renamed just because the main event. We'd say this match is the main event. It's not necessarily the last match of the evening. Like all wrestling people know that the last main event is the last match. Well, of the then evening. let's talk about the main event last. Let's talk let's talk about that one. Yes. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the main event last. So, uh yeah, the SmackDown Women's Championship was defended. Asuka defended against Mandy Rose with her Fire and Ice teammate. Is that what they call themselves? Fire and Desire. Fire and Desire teammate uh, Sonya Deville at ringside. And uh once again, Mandy Rose proven proven to be working great matches. Uh, she's definitely, uh, to me, this might set up WrestleMania, uh, a rematch. Uh, because I think they're still not wanting to do our idea of uh, unifying the, the women's division. And uh, so, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it was kind of a weird ending the way it kind of ended uh, with uh, Sonya was trying to look for... A kendo stick. A kendo stick, and she got a kendo stick out from under the and ring. And she left the apron. The there's only two one two sides of the ring had the LED boards, and then the other two have an apron. She kind of left the apron up there, and Mandy kind of dragged her toe from the edge of the the apron of the ring, and kind of got herself kinda into tripped over tripped over it, and kind of got, and then she was a little because uh, I mean she worked Oscar over pretty well, and that's you know Oscar got her shot. Obviously it, they went back and forth, but at that time Mandy Rose was build, building some momentum, and then that happened, and then basically that was end of the match, and Oscar retained the SmackDown Women's Title. I'm still not sold on Mandy being the number one contender. I really think that SmackDown, since you're moving Becky and and Charlotte, looks like they're predominantly going to be on Raw, which they're going to be on both shows. I think you got to put them on both shows. I'm sorry, you got to because you can't have. I mean, you had Charlotte and Becky on SmackDown, and then you had Ronda on Raw, and now that Ronda's leaving after WrestleMania, and one of those two, Charlotte or Becky, more like we don't know. We're leaning toward Becky's going to win it, but. You're going to put the title on Charlotte or Becky, presumably, because Ronda's leaving the comp- leaving for a while, taking time off. But with them doing both shows, neither one of them can be in a story with Asuka. Right. And so, what do you got left on the women's division on SmackDown? You're kind of lacking, I think, that the women that would be the best contenders for Asuka is Ruby Riot or Alexa Bliss. But, but Lex is still not cleared to wrestle. Well, she from, wrestled at the Women's Royal Rumble, and then hasn't wrestled since. But so hasn't wrestled since. We don't know since. what's, going, we don't on know what's going on with Alexa Bliss. We don't know if it's a. They really like the moment of Bliss backstage. You know the. Uh, uh, the McMahon it was kind of funny this week. H. This week, uh, the first time moment of Bliss was not interrupted. I was like, "Whoa, it's not interrupted!" Yeah. <laughs> but she was. They, it was short and sweet, and to the point of what they wanted to do. We'll get to that a little bit really later. They really like that, and I don't know if that's why they haven't had her Russell since. Or, or they just don't know where if she fits in in this division right now. You know, I think that to me, I think they're trying to reshuffle things with the new creative team that's in place now. They're trying to reshuffle things, and I actually believe if you look at the Smack, the women on SmackDown, I actually think Sonya Deville makes them better. 
contender. Which she did take Mandy on Asuka Rose. this week on SmackDown, but I don't think it was for the title, was it? Wasn't it wasn't. Mandy Rose cost her the match. And so it was kind of even. So I don't know if they're trying to break. I don't know if they're just trying to break they're up. They're kind of hitting a breakup with those two. But Sonya Deville being the face, and I think that would work better. But I really think to capitalize on Asuka, you need to turn her heel. Yeah, because I'm over her as dire, whatever this dire, thing they got going with Asuka. I'm over Asuka anyway. Dire jet black. Put her in dark black and gray and silver outfit. Something. And, you got to change her up. And she, turn her a little dark and make her a heel. Then you could do you gotta Asuka, do something. you got to do something different with Asuka. She's, uh, this, she's the best talent on SmackDown. So but you, you got to change it You got to change it up because she's getting stale and, and she's... And all, quite honestly, she's having stale matches lately. And that's just plain and simple. And, and that isn't necessarily it's a not fault of hers, hers but it's the talent in the ring with her. Right. Cause, like this match. Because you're her. pushing your top two talent to Charlotte and Becky, and they were on SmackDown. Well, you, you take them two out of the scenario of SmackDown Women's Division, who do you have left? You have to shuffle. You got Man, you know, that Mandy Rose has stepped into that yeah. role now. You had Carmella, who had some negative attention in the news lately. You've right. And then, but she's also working attention. with R-Truth and his run. Yeah, so. and they're over as that. So you really can't make her fight, you know, wrestle for the title. Right, so... There I was mean, some negative news with Naomi and, and Jimmy and the talk of contract um, issues with the Usos and Naomi. So you really don't want to push Naomi. Like I said, I think you definitely would need to put Ruby... Riot or Alexa Bliss, if she's able, healthy and able to wrestle on SmackDown, would be better competition for Asuka. Right, or like we've suggested, to make it a lot easier on this. I mean, we got the, the new creative team is good. We we we've talked about who's joined the creative team, and we've got some wrestling minds there that's going to change things up. You gotta, you, I think you, can, you can't do the brand split with the women's division. You can still do Becky Asuka. The rubber match, right? And you know to to, uh, to unify those titles, and I think eventually that's the way they're going to go. I mean, because you basically have unified the tag team women's tag team belts. I mean, they're going to wrestle them and defend them on both shows, Why which they, they have wrestle and defend defend them on three shows. Three shows. So, you know, you've got that, but I mean, at the one point, you got to get rid of, you got to unify these the women's championship belt. How about let's talk about the match that kicked off the evening at Fastlane was the Miz and Shane in Miz's hometown of Cleveland, Ohio versus the champions, the SmackDown champions, Usos. And uh, the Usos wind up winning the match, pitting Shane McMahon. and nope, they pinned Miz. Yeah, Miz. I Miz got Oh, sorry. I meant Miz. I, meant Miz. I don't know why I said Shane. Yeah, Miz, it was a really good match. It was a really good match. It was an entertaining match. It kicked the, it kicked the show off, obviously, with the big kick was that, you know, this is Miz's hometown. And you know, Miz had his new uh, Cleveland is awesome shirts, the the, the brown and orange. Uh, so, I mean, you've seen those in the crowd. And it shows how much Miz is liked and respected by the WWE, by Vince McMahon, by the McMahon family. But you know? Miz does, Miz is one of those guys that does so, he loves the business and he does so much for it. They definitely put Miz over in his hometown even though he lost the match. Which... Even though and then he then then Shane basically as the week went on, basically Shane, you know, turned heel, t- turned and jumped Miz as they were leaving. 
Yeah, he the attacked ring. him in his life. You know, they had Miz's dad at ringside. You know, we had the Daddy Miz was there, and he was part of the 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 angle as well. And Shane attacked him. Shane attacked him after he put Miz to sleep in a in a in a chokehold right in front of his dad. And they, he he really was hitting her hitting Miz. Yeah, they they were, but that's Shane's. Shane's, Shane's noted for that. Shane's yes. noted for that. Shane Stain is Shane is stiff. I mean, the only thing you got Shane, he likes to go coast to coast from the top turnbuckle or, or jump on you on a not stable. But Shane is as a wrestler as a whole is stiff, and he's noted to just really punch you and really wail on you. Thing is, so a lot of people don't know Shane was a full time wrestler back during the Attitude Era. Yeah, he was, and he had some good, very notable matches. Uh, he had a run as hardcore champion, uh, and run as European champion. Yes. So, he, even though now he's a special attraction, like Triple H is coming back as a special attraction, Shane's put in the time. Shane's been a full-time Yeah, wrestler. he's been a full-time wrestler. You know, and that's after he decided not to be a full-time wrestler. Well, that's where he, where he actually completely stepped away from the WWE to go. And he can still go. He can still go. It's just, you know. But he gives it his all every time. He, you know. And it was no it was no difference in this match. This match was was, I thought, was another good match. On the show. Yeah, it was a good way to kick the show off, you know. They, and I don't know if there's anything better right now all around tag team than the Usos. Yeah. They're good in the ring. They're good on the mic. That's one thing that you... That's why, you know... one you have against the Revival is, is, their, is their mic skills aren't up to par as the Usos. Scott well, Dawson is a lot better. Because one thing is, if you don't give them the time to do it... They're not gonna work on it. Well, that is correct. So is more. have it down pat. Usos get an open mic. Here you go. You know, yeah. Here you go. Go drop us one. Yeah, go, you know, go, go drop us a promo. Go put us in the Uso Penitentiary. That's why Usos are one of my top tag teams right now in the WWE. Uh, so, and they would probably, if I had a, if I had a stable, they would probably be in my stable because they're just that good. Um, let's speaking of tag teams. Let's talk about the the first title defense for Sasha and Bailey against uh, Nia and Nia Jax or Nia <laughs> Nia Jax and Tamina. Bailey and Sasha won. Bailey and Sasha won. I mean, you know, but the the match itself really had no exact. I, I'm not a big fan of Nia Jax. I'm not a big fan of Tamina Snuka. For them to be in this spot, I think it's because of. You know, they want to put over the size and that Bailey and Sasha are the underdogs. Underdogs. You know, size-wise. And, and they, But the big thing that happened in this match was what happened after the match. What happened after the match. They had... So, uh, Beth Phoenix was Hall on, of Famer Beth Phoenix. Was on... Uh, doing commentary. Was at the announce uh, table. And after the match, they... Nia and Tamina attacked... Yeah. There was an altercation between Beth and Tamina. Yes. Beth punched Tamina, and then they beat up her. Out came um, Beth's former tag team partner, Natalia, and they ran, you know, they got the upper hand, and, and Tamina and, and uh, Nia ran off. Right. But it's nice to see Betty back, uh, Betty Phoenix. Yeah. As Edge, her husband likes to call her the, uh, the Phoenix one, Betty Phoenix, <laughs> yes. is back. Uh, looks like she's gonna have some kind of a role going forward, at least into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I have an I mean, idea of that. that she's had. She's we can dead. talk about later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But uh, she was attacked after the match. 
you know, the Divas of Doom were a big deal when back, back when, in the when they were a team. aggression era, yeah, right before uh, you know when Beth, Italian, Beth hung them up. When Natalia and Beth were a team, so she can definitely still go. She's definitely still able to go. She right. She didn't retire because of an injury. She retired because she wanted to have family. Yes. So unlike a lot of wrestlers who are forced in retirement, but now Beth Phoenix has the opportunity to come back and wrestle, and her daughters can see her wrestle. Yes. At at, at bare minimum, I think they're setting up something going into WrestleMania. Yeah. But but overall, the Nia Tamina versus Sasha Bailey match was not one of the better ones. No, no, that's why we're just not spending too much time on it and just, you know, they won the one. Um, continuing the tag team, we had the Raw tag team uh, title defense, the triple threat match, if you will. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the champions, The Revival. And I think this is a another way of creative kind of don't know what to do with guys. They don't know totally. what to do with Alistair Black and, and Ricochet. You, you know, know they, tr- they try. We've to talked g- about this before. Ricochet should be, you know, headline 205. 205 Live. Should be, yeah. And bring Buddy Murphy on to Raw or SmackDown. Right. And then Alistair Black needs to get into some kind of work with um, Finn Balor or Bobby Lashley, whoever is going to be your Intercontinental Champion, and have a run at Intercontinental Champion. Or the United States Championship. That's just my role. I think Aleister Black right now needs to be in that mid-card singles role right. to help build him up and get a title run at either one of those two titles. But, uh, again, Aleister Black, Ricochet, yeah. Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Revival, they're all great in the ring. Yeah, it, it, it was an entertaining match for sure. It, it was a good match. You know, a lot, you know, surprisingly, you know, like we've talked about it in other previous shows, that the Raw Tag Team Division is not as good as the SmackDown Division. Um, I definitely think Bobby Roode and Chad Gable work better as heels. Yes. They're kind of in that gray area. They're in right that gray now, area right now. Are. You really don't know what you want to do. It depends on who you put them up with yeah. in a match and to what angle. So they're they're in that gray area team. You know, Alistair Black and Ricochet are the newcomers on the block and you you, you still really don't know if they're gonna be are they gonna be on the main roster, are they gonna still be on NXT because they're still on NXT and still doing shows. They were in the Dusty Rose Memorial Tag Team Cup uh uh tournament that they had and also still appearing on Raw and SmackDown as the tag team. So you really don't know what they're quite doing, or they're just making them uh, work a little bit because they've, you know, with the in the initial call-ups for NXT, you know, they really haven't really showcased these guys on Raw or SmackDown. It's mostly they're working live live events, and then now you kind of had your Alistair Black Ricochet kind of spark, and then you had your Tommaso Ciampo and Johnny Gargano, the DIY reunited. Uh, well, I just thing. think these timings of the call-ups is kind of odd. Usually they wait till after WrestleMania because like yes. right now there's nothing for EC3 storyline wise. No. So you don't see EC3. No, you just and it's losing his momentum of what he built on NXT. Yes. 
So hopefully they do something with. I him mean, I, I guess game. I guess I understand why they were trying to do it. They were like, "New Year, New Spark. We're gonna listen to the WWE universe." As the, we're talking about the McMahon's, and to me, they still haven't lived up to that proclamation that they all four got in the ring on both Raw and SmackDown. And said, "We're gonna listen to the WWE universe." I don't think they've listened to them to a certain point, so they really still haven't lived up to that proclamation that they made. I understand they were trying to do some different things, but I think you're right. The call-ups were not needed at that time. I think you needed to try to do like you always you do after have. Mania. You need to use what you've got on the main roster before you start starting. You should start evaluating to the, your main roster, and if you do need to make call-ups, you're going to make them up as you normally do after Mania so you can continue on the rest of the year. Well, the main roster is so saturated right now with talent that not everybody is being utilized properly. So last week when we did our um, preview show for the Fastlane pay-per-view, right. Rey Mysterio and Andrade was supposed to be on the pre-show, the kickoff show. Yes. Well, well this turned into a fatal four-way for the four. United States title because our troop had a petition going to get a rematch since the former champions do not get automatic rematch right. anymore. So he had people sign it in the back, and Samoa Joe actually signed it. He said he'll fight anyone, anytime. It don't matter who it is. Title. So they made this a four-corner match. So it was Andrade versus Rey Mysterio versus R-Truth versus Samoa Joe. I actually really like this match. This was a good match. It was entertaining all around. You know, Andrade, this Andrade-Rey Mysterio feud, if you will, I guess you could call it. You know, trying to... I definitely think it's going to culminate at Mania. I think you're going to have to culminate this at Mania. I think this is once and for all, you know, the legend of the legend in Mexico, Rey Mysterio versus the the new generation, the new guy, and Andrade wants to take to be the number one guy coming from Mexico. You know, this little rivalry, you know, because Andrade looked up to Mysterio. It needs to culminate right. It needs to come to an end at WrestleMania. Andrade reminds me so much of Eddie Guerrero. He he does the he does the uh, does the frog splash. He does the frog splash. He does the triple suplexes. Yes, yes. So there's a lot the of there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of similarities there. If you want to compare him to somebody, you can definitely compare him to Eddie and Guerrero. Of course, Rey Mysterio was there to put Andrade to put over. to put Andrade over, and that's why they've had this little feud over the last months or a couple months or so. You know, to you know, Andrade would win a couple, and then Mysterio would get a. You know, it's it's gone back and forth. I think you're right. It needs to come to an end at WrestleMania. Small Joe keeps the title. Small Joe, yeah, obviously keeps the title, uh, United States title. And like I said, it was a good match. It was one of the better matches on the show. And then, as we talked about earlier, about the 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 kickoff show, Biggie, Biggie and Xavier Woods versus Rusev and Nakamura, and. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a kickoff show match. It was a kickoff show match. Two more uh, guys they don't know what to do with, and Rusev and Nakamura, Nakamura. Let's put them together. Let's put them together and see something more like it sticks. Let's throw that up against the wall and see if it sticks. But if the rumors are true of both of those guys unhappy and possibly not renewing their deals, right. it makes sense to have them together. So when they, if they do not renew their deals, that's just one less team. That one you, less team you got to deal with, and two less superstars. And the final match. Let's talk about it. This, the 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 last final. Before we get into that, okay. Let's talk about the wash along. Okay, talk about. Let's because okay. I want to leave that main event. Okay, know, give a little bit of time for that. The Pat McAfee wash along. Pat McAfee is brilliant for the WWE. Yes. 
Triple H and Michael Cole give him the freedom to do pretty much whatever he wants when he's out there. But, I mean, as everybody knows and knows Pat McAfee and watched him on bar stools and now on his he's own. He's a huge wrestling fan. You know, he's a big, a huge wrestling fan. And, and for him to have be now working for the WWE. He's under contract. So, so he definitely works for the company now. He does a lot of content for the network. And it looks like this watch-along thing might 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 take off. Yeah, because I, I was I, I totally forgot about it when I was watching the pay per view, and but you yeah, it was on Facebook Live. It you was on you uh, checked it out. And basically, what it was was he was sitting in front of a big screen TV. Other talent came in at different times, watching with him. But you saw the reaction of a true fan. Right. His reactions yeah. to what's going on during yeah. the matches. Again, they kept the Iconics relevant. Iconics had a big part in the watch. Well, that's good, show. yeah, because I know they've been cutting yeah. some great promos themselves they people that you normally to try to get, get Sasha to see and Bailey During the pay-per-views, Tom Phillips was in the back. Uh, Nigel McGuinness was in the back. Nigel Sam Rom, Roberts, Alexa Bliss. I'd love to see Nigel in the commentary booth yeah. on the main, on one of Raw or SmackDown. I, just, I like made Nigel. An appearance in the watch-along. I mean, it was just... Pat McAfee's so entertaining. I definitely think this was the... The, almost like a dry run to see what big things they can do with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. I think they I, will something's continue. Gonna be, yes, something's going to happen for, watch for, along at, at WrestleMania. for WrestleMania. Yeah. Now we can get into the main event. So the main event was the one last ride of the Shield. Uh, they took on uh, their arch rivals, uh, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. And uh, it was a pretty entertaining match. It went. Uh, it even went so far as it went into the into the crowd and over to their technical area and uh so wind up the one last ride wind up on a happy note and the shield uh wind up beating uh those guys uh yeah the shield won it it was it was definitely a, a a great match being a shield fan from the beginning i'm a huge dean ambrose fan I love the Shield together, and it, it was great. They worked together as a team. There was no there was no how they've had the storyline of is Dean with them, is Dean not with them? Dean they, wants that to was be alone. one. They were one hundred percent together, all three of them together on the same page. They they fought for each other. It was great, and it was very nice. But what really impressed me in this match was Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. They did their job. They yes, were they the did. Big men. They were the heels. They were the big guys. They've they, been in the heels on Raw for six months or so. They beat the Shield up. They the beat them up. Shield beat them, them up. Uh, it was great. You know, I think it was one of the more, if not the second best match on the card. I still think that. Um, Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali, and Daniel Bryan might but have it been definitely, the best on the card, but. With all the nostalgia behind it, they definitely heavy with Dean Ambrose is not resigning his contract. They, they've been yes which, over and over. They did that on even on the next night on Raw yeah. when uh, Baron Corbin or Drew McIntyre jumped. Uh, um, I still have questions if Dean Ambrose is leaving because yes, he's doing the job to everyone he wrestles in a singles match. He's putting everybody over that he wrestles in a singles match, but they've never talked about a contract on television before on how he's, he's not, not resigning. resigning. And so they even had Renee Young, his wife, on but Monday she's night. Not co- but she's not commenting on they've all Well, on Monday night. Graves, no. On Monday night, she did. After, oh, I didn't. On Monday okay. night, I must have missed like, it. 
on Monday night, she's like, "Yeah, you know, Dean's not resigning with the company. You know, the, you know that. You know, last night was a great night for the Shield. You know that they had their last run, and since they've never done this before, this almost feels like are we watching WWE or are we watching Major League Baseball, where they talk about contracts? Because it just that's what." Gives me a little bit of doubt that maybe he's not leaving. But you know, as it unfolded on the next night on Raw, as you said, uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to have his first singles match on Raw, but he got jumped by Drew McIntyre, and he got concussed. We're, we're assuming he got concussed because he had to go see. Uh, the, it's all storyline. But you know, and then Dean Ambrose said went to Triple H and of course Triple H was already pissed off that night anyway because he had he was addressing he addressed uh and he wanted Drew McIntyre falls count anyway. Yes. So in of course Triple H being still pissed off from uh Batista, he's like you got it. And uh and that to me that to me that set up a Drew McIntyre Dean Ambrose WrestleMania match. See, that I, match on Raw this week. I personally think it's going to be Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I don't think you're gonna. If Dean is truly leaving, I don't think you see Dean at WrestleMania. Or do you see Dean as a, like a supporting role, like he maybe no. fends off uh, Baron Corbin, no, or I is Baron Corbin going to be in a match? If at WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose's probably? contract is truly up the week after Mania, I think the only thing you might see him in you is see if him they, in the next night in Raw is if they're still doing the Andre Moore Battle Royal on the pre-show. If they still do that on the kickoff show, I think that's the only way you see Dean Ambrose yeah, at WrestleMania. I I, if he's truly leaving, they're going to want to separate him from Roman Reigns. Yeah, there's good, there, at some point they're going to have to pull him away from... Because they've made this clear this was the last ride. They've made it perfectly so clear. Because they you, even actually on Raw, they kicked do, off Raw, they actually, Roman and Dean left the ring so Seth Rollins could... And there's something that Roman Reigns said that makes me lean a little bit towards Dean's leaving. He said, we, we know what business Seth's got going on at WrestleMania with, with Brock Lesnar. And, and his forward. business at WrestleMania is and uncertain. My business at WrestleMania is uncertain. And I know Dean's got business. We just don't know what it is. Exactly. That, yeah, and he made that comment. Dean was just kind of like, yeah, you know, didn't say nothing. Just kind of, And they walked out together. I, I think... If he's truly leaving, you're not going to see him in any major role at WrestleMania because if you're setting, if WrestleMania and the Monday night after is setting up what's going to go happen the next six months leading up to you, SummerSlam, yeah, which know, is basically yeah. what that time is. What that time is, yeah. It's the role of SummerSlam. You want to get the guy showcased on WrestleMania who's going to be there going forward. Exactly. And if, and yeah. if Dean is truly leaving, then I don't see a point for him to even be used on WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, the, you know, it's up in the air with that. But uh, so yeah, definitely the last ride of the, the Shield uh, took place on uh, Fast Lane. And uh, let's get to some wrestling news this week. And there's a shocking development this week. There is no breaking news of All Elite Wrestling, so we have no All Elite Wrestling news this week. Shocking. There's nothing really new. Again, subscribe to Being the Elite and. They'll keep, you up, they'll keep you up to date on, on what's uh, going on. But there's no major news was broken this week. No new talent. No new... Nothing was broken. I believe they're probably all off working. I know Cody's rehabbing from his meniscus you know, Being the elite surgery was more of a look behind... You know, just kind of keeping the players for All Elite Wrestling relevant. Who's going to be there? You know, Road to Double or Nothing. They had... They showcased Britt Baker. 
who was the first female signed, and right. she was on um, All In, and they showed Cody getting in the ring and running the ropes back from his knee injury. But there was no real, there was no announcement on somebody signing. Although earlier in the week, Brandy did tweet that she just signed a a new woman's talent. They haven't announced it yet, so there is going to be some some coming, but uh, announcement coming up. So yeah, no real all elite wrestling news. But so, we got a lot of WWE news. So we've got the final and some wrestling. The final news. inductee of the class of 2019. Is it the final? I don't, I don't know. It might be. Well, 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 we won't we, say that then. Then, well, it's uh, this definitely is definitely a WCW entrant into. It seems like every year, the last few years, they've been having a WCW, one hundred percent WCW entrant into the Hall of Fame, and this year it is ten-time WCW Tag Team Champions Harlem Heat, which is Booker T and his brother Stevie Ray, and we all know Booker T and his career in the WWE. Uh, but they are going in as their tag team, Harlem Heat, 10-time WCW Tag Team Champions, three times Global Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, one-time Reality of Wrestling Tag Team Champions, and separately in WCW, obviously, Booker T was six-time TV champion, and his brother Stevie Ray won at one time. They were Pro Wrestlers, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Tag Team of the Year in 95 and 96, they were uh, the winner of the Cauliflower Alley Club Award for Tag Team in 2018. And uh, so, yeah. so Booker T is going to go down on a very, very short list of two-time Hall of Fame inductees because we know Booker T is already inducted into the Hall of Fame as Booker T in uh, the WWE Booker T, along with Shawn Michaels now, who is becoming the second this year as well, the second two-time yes. entrance. And, of course... And then the nature boy Ric Flair as a two-time Hall of Fame inductee. As Ric Flair and with the Horsemen. Yes. So on big news, Kurt Angle announced he's going to wrestle his last match at Mania. He's right. calling it a career. Calling it a career. And I think that his opponent should be John Cena. John Cena was his made his debut against Kurt Angle. Yes, I do and remember I that. I think yep. it's fitting that John Cena is his last match. This is kind of a perfect ordeal because you don't have to really try to put together some kind of a storyline leading up to Mania. You can say, hey, you can even do it the week before uh, WrestleMania and just say, hey, Kurt Angle don't have an opponent. John Cena comes out, answers the call. You really don't have to build anything up. You really don't have to nope. do a storyline. Nope. It's just, you it's just, Kurt Angle's final match. You can do Kurt Angle. Here it John, is. And at the last second, oh, it's going to be John Cena, which should just make the match even, even bigger. So... That match is not official, but I think that's it's, who it's, Kurt Angle is going to wrestle yeah. at WrestleMania. And then, of course, uh, Triple H and Batista finally met face-to-face this week on Raw. Made it official. Made it official that Batista wants Triple H in a match. And Triple H said, okay, you can have your match, but it's going to be the terms of the match going to be on my terms, and it's going to be no holes barred. Yes. WWE.com did announce two more matches, Miz versus Shane. Which is at WrestleMania, and Randy Orton versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. If you miss SmackDown and you miss the promo that AJ Styles and Randy Orton cut on each other, go back and watch SmackDown. <laughs> go back and watch it because that was uh, some of the best work. That I've was some seen. work by two good veteran veteran guys, and uh, yeah. The it, only problem I have with this match is it's not going to get the time it deserves. This should be about a half hour. It's probably going to get about eight. 10 minutes. So it's not going to be able to... 15 minutes tops, depending well, on if they're... as big as the card is, 
I don't right. know, but it's not going to be given the time it needs no. to really showcase these. No, I think talent. they might continue these guys on, you know, in the coming months after Mania as well, if it doesn't get settled, uh, which it probably won't, as you said, it's not going to get the time it needs to. Uh, for these two guys to... Uh, I already mentioned uh, Beth Phoenix coming back, and they talked about... So they're teasing it. It's not a, nothing's it. official yet. I think they're actually going to do this and put it part of the women's tag team match. Do Divas of Doom versus Nia and Tamina versus Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey because Iconics keep calling out Sasha and Bailey, and I don't see them... A one-on-one match at WrestleMania with the Iconics is big enough for the stage of WrestleMania... But if you throw in Nia and Tamina and you throw in the returning uh, Betty Phoenix, um, <laughs> I think this... Well, that's, that's what her husband and his that's best friend Christian calls them. Okay. The Phoenix one. Yes. Um, that would make an interesting women's title match if you do Sasha and Bailey defending against Nia and Tamina, uh, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, and the Iconics, I think would make that match better. There's, there's nothing official. That's just what I think it's going to be. This coming SmackDown, Kofi has to go through a gauntlet match. To get to WrestleMania. To get, to get to into WrestleMania. a WrestleMania. So Vince says he's got to fight Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, each member of the bar, and Eric Rowan. If he can get through all five of those guys, he'll get to go to WrestleMania. But in what capacity? We don't know. We don't. He didn't say you're going to get a title match with Daniel Bryan. I think that's what they're going towards. But unless I they make him wrestle another handicap or well, triple threat, unless they do the Daniel Bryan where he has to wrestle earlier in the night, and then if he wins, he he gets to you right know, exactly maybe get into that match. Maybe they do Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan again, and then they say, okay, you got to beat Mustafa Ali to get into the main event. You know what? That probably would be an entertaining match. And then, oh, yeah, Kofi Masaf Ali. Oh, yeah, that and would be an entertaining match win, to get in that triple threat. If yeah, you win, we make it a triple threat, and then Kofi goes over on Daniel Bryan and wins the title, just the way I would book it. The same night of Fastlane was a new episode of Total Bellas, and Brie Bella announced her retirement. So Brie Bella has retired from wrestling. She's no longer going to compete. Anytime she's done, she's going to be a mom. Talked about on Total Bellas with Daniel Bryan about maybe having a second kid. But Brie Bella has officially announced her retirement. And she might be the next woman going into the Hall of Fame next year. Maybe. And then as we talked about on Raw this week, they talk about the moment of bliss. The first moment of bliss that wasn't interrupted. It was short and sweet and to the point that Alexa Bliss is going to be the host of WrestleMania. I think it's great. If there's really something where she can't wrestle still, maybe she came back at the Women's Royal Rumble and something's still not right. Um, to keep I, her relevant. And you've I can see her the, stirring some things up at WrestleMania as the host. Make her the host. Yeah, I can see her stirring some things up in the locker room uh, being the host. Uh, as we all know, uh, on Monday Raw, uh, Ronda, I don't know, threw a hissy fit or whatever, and uh, she cut a promo, and Dana Brooke come out to save defend her. Defend the locker room. and to Defend the locker room, and to me, save the whole thing, because Ronda still needs to uh, work heavily on mic skills and things like that. But And she come out there and d- defended the locker room, and of course, then, of course, she went to be getting beat up by Ronda Rousey. And then she slapped him, or... She slapped the referee, punched the referee. Something and knocked him down. And, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey leading up to WrestleMania. So, 
Uh, that's what happened with Ronda. I guess she got fined too, as well. Yeah, now she got fined. It continues with the storyline. And uh, that she got fined. And then uh, during the Seth Rollins uh, Paul Heyman exchange, uh, Shelton Benjamin came out and uh, attacked uh, Seth Rollins, did him a couple suplexes. Um, and then during the commercial break, it was made an official match: Shelton Benjamin versus Seth Rollins. Paul Heyman was at uh, at the commentators' booth, and uh, if you look back, in uh, Shelton Benjamin was a tag team with Brock Lesnar. They went to Minnesota together. They're really good friends. They broke into WWE so, together. So uh, Shelton uh, did some bidding for his buddy. Uh, to try to soften uh, Seth Rollins up, I guess. Uh, I hope this isn't a one-off thing. I hope he's with Paul Heyman. It would be nice to see Paul Heyman with somebody other than uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Paul Heyman is an asset to me. Uh, Shelton Benjamin is terrific in-ring performer, but he lacks the mic skills. And the asset of Paul Heyman... Exactly. Uh, to me, I think if Paul, ha- Paul Heyman can have himself a stable, then he can, you know, we could... He can have a stable and have some you, guys. I think you do Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and the Revival. I mean, something to get. I mean, because, you know. And if you throw a lady in there, you throw Alexa Bliss. You know, so. But so, I, hope, I hope it's more than just this one off. I hope Shelton Benjamin gets more TV time because he is definitely uh, yeah, so, terrific uh, in the ring. And then Dan's got some news, uh, some other news, uh, some New Japan Pro Wrestling news yeah, off that broke off, Japan. that broke, uh, that had some interesting stuff well, this week. So Dan, hit us up with this. Well, the New Japan Cup is going on right now, and recently they made an announcement that New Japan is heading to the United Kingdom. Ooh, uncharted waters for New Japan for Pro the Wrestling. First time headlining, doing their own solo show wow. in the United Kingdom. Wow. They do have a working uh, agreement. With Revolution Pro, where they run shows with them, the Revolution Pro, the Rev Pro title is defended on New Japan Television. Right. Um, it's been going back and forth between Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. So they do, they have done shows in United Kingdom. This is their first time doing their own show. This show is going to take place August 31st at the Copper Box Arena that's in Olympic Park in London. Um, it's called New Japan Royal Quest. A lot of the seats are already sold out. Wow, yeah. So it's definitely popular over there. This is going to follow the summer annual G1 Climax Tournament. So they're advertising big things for the Raw Quest, the fallout from the G1. The G1 is their big tournament, uh, round-robin-style tournament. They have two blocks, block A, block B. And you get points for your matches where wins and losses actually make a difference. Wow. So you win, you get, I believe it's three points. If you tie or there's a draw, time limit draw, a tie, there's no winner. I think they each get a point. And whoever comes out of each block as the top winner face each other. And then the winner gets a title shot at Russell Kingdom right. for the title. So it, it's a huge deal in New Japan. Wins and losses matter. Like Cody Rhodes said in AEW, they're going to make wins and losses matter. That event, Royal Quest, is going to follow the G1. So there are definitely going to be G1 implications put out 
for and Royal so, Quest. At Royal Quest. So okay. That's exciting, exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, we don't. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm. I, I definitely think that's going to be a. a big Dan will have to keep us... of WWE that I'm going to check out Royal mm-hmm. Quest and you're probably going to hear a little bit of a review about it when it's over. Yeah, Dan will keep us up on uh, on that. Uh, keep us up to date on that. Uh, um. As that unfolds and uh, on future episodes here, Dan will keep us up to date on that. With all the excitement of all Elite Wrestling, I've kind of, and it's my fault, I've kind of ignored Ring of Honor and New Japan a little bit since Bucks and, and Cody and Adam Page are gone. Yeah. From there, I've kind of ignored them and, and, but, and well, Kenny's gone, but we'll, I've got to get back in. We'll, got to get back in. We won't ignore them any longer. Uh, we just... You know, All Elite's just such a big thing going on right now, and we're trying to get as much information out there as somebody that doesn't keep, like you said, doesn't follow them on the social media. And uh, we're just trying to give another alternative out there to get this new fresh uh, organization a look. And, you know, because, of course, there's the names behind All Elite Wrestling, you know, Cody Rose, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. The list goes on and on, so uh, we'll we'll get back to we'll get back to Ring of Honor and New Japan and and uh, who else are we forgetting? Impact. Uh, Impact's putting out some good product right now as well. We'll have to get up to date on Impact, and uh, we'll get them back up to date on those. We will. Uh, yeah, I'm, we apologize I'm for. Gonna have not, to get that uh, Twitch account going so I can watch some Impact Wrestling. We won't have to. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, uh, Get them up to date too, because they're pro- that's professional wrestling too. And we got to keep going, uh, keep up to date on them as well. So we got a couple special shows coming up the next couple weeks. Yes, yes. Let's let's do a little preview of what we got coming up. We're gonna have some special episodes coming up here, and uh, uh, the first one was uh, we're gonna have so is, the next, uh, next couple weeks I'm gonna be out of town. So we've, so we're uh, gonna have some. We've uh, cut some special episodes. Our first one is a tag team wrestling show, very special show, and we revealed our top. Uh, past and present, we got two lists. I did one, Dan did one of tag team wrestling. What's the best tag teams we got currently in professional wrestling? And our favorite, we uh, kind of played it off like a Mount Rushmore. And uh, so we uh, did our five uh, all time great past uh, uh, list. We talked about tag team wrestling, what the significance, importance of it was, and how it's lacking now, and what we think the future of it can be. And we Put together a Mount Rushmore of our so, uh, present and past. So definitely, teams. when uh, just you know uh, on our uh, social media, we'll uh, you know it'll be out there that uh, that special episode is up, and uh, you can take a listen to that one. And uh, then we have another, also another special episode that we're going to be uh, working on is uh, since the big thing of the women's division, and uh, we'll talk. We're going to touch on the women's Hall of Fame. And who's been inducted into the WWE Women's Hall of Fame? Because we do have a, in this year's class, we have uh, the inductee, as everybody, we've talked about it. Tori Wilson uh, is the latest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame and, and to the women's uh, division yeah, we, uh, wing of the Hall of Fame, if we you will. Thought with, you know, with everything going on. It's with, about 95% set that the women's match is going to main event WrestleMania. So we wanted to look at the women of the past. That are in the That's Hall helped of Fame. build this, uh, you know, as WWE's dawned at the yeah, evolution where it started of women's and where division. It's going. So we wanted to do a couple extra shows. You know, we didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a couple weeks. So we're gonna have some special shows out that um, are special. Don't have any information about what's currently going on in the wrestling world, but uh, we definitely want to keep you. It definitely goes into and keep uh, you listening. 
keeps you listening, keeps you entertained, but it also is on some subjects that, uh, you know, tag team wrestling. We we're talking, well, we go in depth about it, um, and we give our quote unquote, you know, our our list of uh, our Mount Rushmore, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, our list of uh, four or five great tag teams currently and in the past of our both of our favorites and we break it down for you and then we're going to talk about because the women's division in the WWE is the hottest thing right now and and what's been going on with that so we wanted to touch on you know uh, you know with Tori Wilson being the latest inductee in this year's class uh, who are the other women of the women's division wing of the WWE Hall of Fame if they had one built uh, physical one that you can actually go and we wanted to, we examined that and we're going to touch base on uh, each member of the uh, women's division uh hall of fame wing uh on this other special episode so dan and if you're new to wrestling and new wrestling fan or you're an old school wrestling fan we do encourage you to listen the next couple of weeks and if you like what we're putting out the next couple of weeks if you like what we're putting out now if there's if the new wrestling fans say, "Hey, I want to, I want to know more about this." Or the old school wrestling fans, yes. you know, bring us back to the time of this, and 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 you want to drop us some, some, Give us some show ex- ideas. You we'll can do, reach we'll us. do more of these special episodes where we talk about you know old school wrestling or whatever. Give us, shoot us up, man. You know, where can they, where send, can they get, send us these send comments? Send us your ideas or what you'd like to hear us talk about, or maybe it's a, something you don't know much about that you want to learn more about. You can email us at brother of the D, brothers of the D at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at brothers of the D one. That's the number one, brothers of the D one. And DM us, send us a message. You can hit us up on Facebook at brothers of the D, and let us know what you think about our show. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't want us to talk about. <laughs> if there's something that you don't want, don't stop talking about that. Tell us, we'll stop talking about it. Or if you're like, if you're a new school, a new school guy, and you want to hear about uh, what's old school all about, we can do old school 101. We can take you to old school. Uh, we'll take you to old school wrestling school, and uh, <laughs> we'll teach you a little bit of uh, old school wrestling. Or just drop us a line so, uh, on, on those. Hit us up on any of those, our email account or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And where can they hear us at, Dan? You can hear us show every week on podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Anchor, which is our podcast platform, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Every week we will post the link in our social media on Twitter and Facebook posted on my Facebook on my Twitter and so we get that out there so you'll be able to have the link to hear us every week so yeah we'll uh, we'll get those special episodes coming up the next couple weeks and then we'll be back doing a a Wrestlemania preview Preview. show and then uh, then of course the course it'll be course will be mania mania we'll we'll break down the entire wrestlemania weekend from the hall of fame to maybe there'll be another uh maybe they'll add another inductee into the class we'll talk about that during the preview show we'll we'll uh, break down the entire wrestlemania weekend festivities in new york city and uh so keep it locked right here on the Brothers of the D. This is The Gimmick Table. I'm Big Ben Brewer. I'm the Dan Brewer. And we'll see you next time on The Gimmick Table.